Naturalized. This is the beautiful game described by two ugly gentlemen. Glory to Columbus. Who are probably sitting at a soccer bar near you. McBride's in the box. A hard cross. McBride scores. It's 3 0 United States. Welcome to Bone and Beam United. Happy Soccer Podcast Day. What is up? I am Bone. And I am Beam. And it is time for our World Cup 2022 Group G preview featuring Brazil, Serbia, Cameroon, and Switzerland. So the way this works, these are previews for those of you who are trying to get into soccer and maybe have watched some soccer over the years, didn't really pay attention to the World Cup until now because it's time for the World Cup. And maybe you're just wanting to learn a little bit more about these teams. If you're looking for tactical breakdowns, deep dives into the 18 of each of these teams. We don't do that in any of our shows. No, we definitely don't. Not really. But what we are going to give you is a, you know, basic preview of the chances for each of these teams, uh, what games to watch, all the games that are, you know, what the schedule is, all that stuff, and then who we think emerges from these groups. Take about 20 minutes. It's kind of a high-level view of each of these groups. And if you like this one, you can find other podcasts. All of them, wherever you found this podcast, we've got all the groups laid out for you right now. We will also have a World Cup preview and a U.S. only preview, just previewing the U.S. men's national team leading into the week of the World Cup where all these podcasts live. So make sure you check those out. Beamer, let's get into it. Let's break down Group G. All right. So you mentioned in Brazil, Switzerland, Serbia, Cameroon. Start off Brazil, the powerhouse in this tournament. They're a powerhouse and a favorite in which every tournament that they go yeah, to Brazil ever heard of them when it comes to soccer. Yeah. I think we all have Brazil. Good. Just, I, I'm not, we'll break them down a little bit more. Just <laughs> high level Brazil. Good. FYI, Brazil, uh, very good at this game. FIFA world ranking for the Brazilians. They come in at number one. That's the yes. highest you can possibly get. Is that um, how, that, is that how rankings work? Yeah, That's they're good. number one in that their nickname, Aselasau, which simply means the national team, their odds to win the world cup. Not a shock to anybody with the way that they played through qualifying and the amount of talent that they have on their roster and everything about Brazil that they are your odds on favorite to win this World Cup in Qatar. They are plus 450 to win the World Cup. Just a little less than four or a little less than five to one odds, right? I mean, that's that's pretty good. That's to win the whole World Cup. Yes. Five to one odds. Yes. That's amazing. That's that's a very powerful persuasion of why they are going to be such a tough out. And maybe we'll be wrong about that, but Brazil usually does not disappoint, at least in the group stage when it comes to that. No, and they have a history of disappointing themselves, of course, in the knockout rounds. But That's different. They also have a lot to feel good about when they've gotten to the knockout rounds. So the last World Cup that they participated in, by the way, here's an astonishing stat. Uh, we've gone through of every single group in World Cup appearances um, and everything that we've done, Bone. Mm-hmm. Brazil have appeared in 22 World Cups. All right? Yep. That's pre- that's pretty good. I mean, I think there have been. This is the 22nd World Cup. Yeah, I, th- I think I don't think they've ever missed. And actually, I have a stat that's even further annoying about how good they are on that coming up because – well, you know what? I'll just I'll just lay it to you right now. Um, Brazil, in every World Cup that they have made, mm-hmm. um, they have made it out of the group stage Jeez. in all but one of them. The one time that they made the World Cup and did not make it out of the group stage, 1966. <laughs> Which was the year that England won That was the year won England it. won the World and Cup. And it came and England, Yes, in England, we always mock because it's like, look how long it's been since you won a World Cup, and yet you talk like you're the 
home of soccer. Brazil has not missed the the they've not got they've not been stuck in the group stage and not advanced since 1966. So you want to talk about ancient history? That's how long it's been that a Brazil team has not gotten out of their group. So odds are they're going to do that again here. Just spoiler alert. They're going to make it out of this group. I'm going to go ahead and say, yes, I would also say that. So if you're wondering yourself, Brandon, how many times have the Brazilians been to the world cup? Well, we just told you that 22 times their last world cup. I think anytime that Brazil goes crashing out of a tournament that you are saying to yourself, well, that was an upset. I didn't see that happening again. 22 times. They have been the world cup their last time out. They got defeated in the quarterfinals by Belgium, who then ultimately got third place in the last world cup. Their best world cup has been not one, not two, not three, not four, but five time world champions hoist the world cup. That was 1958. That was 1962. They missed the World Cup in 66 and then followed that back up with another World Cup in 1970, in 1994, and then again in 2002. It has been 20 years since Brazil has last won a World Cup. I mean, that is a bit of the story, though, here, right? Is that, like, as good as they are, they feel like they should have won another one between now and then. Like between 2002 and now, so in 2014, right? You yes, hosted it. You were right. feeling good, and then, and then, that, then one of the oof, one of the most embarrassing games you've ever seen. I mean, David Luiz was crying on the field. I mean, they got well, yeah, beat by what, Germany. Germany was seven to one. I was gonna say it was eight to one, seven, seven to, one. to one. Yeah, it was huge, huge loss for them. Totally shocking. But the point here is, uh, they're they're still amazing. They still have a, a a ton of talent, as Brazil always does. Their their standard and their level for disappointment is different than every other yeah. team in this tournament. Almost every other team in this tournament, where it's if they're not in the final, it's a bust, right? If they're not making it to the finals, then they've failed. At least the semifinals, at least getting well, into the sure, last four, whatever enough, you want right. to say. That's me saying as not a Brazilian. I'm sure Brazilian people want to punch me in the face and be like, "What are you talking about? Our standards yeah. are to win the cup." If the U.S. got to the semifinals, the final four. Oh my God, I'd be. It, through, we'd be throwing thrilled. parades in the street. Brazil, yep. if they don't make it to the semifinals, it's what Disaster. happened, and everyone needs to be fired. And why did this happen? And we need an investigation into this team. <laughs> so that's yes, it's it's going to be a problem if they don't do that. But I think. Yeah, Brazil, safe to say they should make it out of this group. Yep, so their qualifying position in Conmebol, which is, I think for our money, the toughest region to qualify out of just because what it is. 17 matches played for Brazil, 45 points. They did not lose a game during the entirety of qualifying. They had 14 wins and three draws. By the way, if you're keeping track at home and you want to say, well, Brandon, Brazil's pretty good uh, at scoring goals. How are they defending and not giving up goals? They had a goal differential of 35. Oh, my god! In gosh. qualifying, they scored oh 40. They gosh. only allowed five goals, okay? Their recent form coming into this tournament, September 27th, they fr- played a friendly against Tunisia. Tunisia got a red card in that game. They won 5-1. to one. They took on Ghana, who is another good team in this World Cup, September 23rd. They won 3-0. They played Japan in a friendly in June. They won 1-0. And they played South Korea, who is another good team in this tournament. And they won back in June 5-1. to All right? So, like you said, Brazil is going to be, I would imagine, pretty fine in this World Cup. Clocking in, second team in this group. We have Serbia. Clocks into the 21st ranked team in the world, according to FIFA. Their nickname, simply the Eagles. World Cup odds for them, 92 odds 
So that would be what, 45 to 45, 1? 45, yeah, roughly. Yeah, like, if, yeah, I mean. Or sorry, 90 to 1. I think my fat fingers just oh, missed the keyboard. Yes, go, they're 90 to 1, to 1 not 90 yeah. to 2. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Uh, they are 12-time World Cup participants. The last World Cup they participated in was 2018. They failed to make it out of the group stage. And their best World Cups were all the way back in the 60s. That would be 60 and then 68, where they got fourth. Your qualifying position for Serbia. If you're looking at their group saying, what did they do to get into the World Cup? They played eight matches. They won six of them. They only they didn't lose any, and they drew two on 20 points. Actually finished ahead of their group of Portugal, who I'm sure you're all familiar with, with Cristiano Ronaldo and all those guys. Their recent form, Nations League, they beat Norway at Erling Holland, who is missing this tournament, which is a travesty. In September, 2-0, they won that. Serbia also beat Sweden 4-1, and then they drew Slovenia back in June in the Nations League game and then beat Sweden again 1-0. Switzerland, other team in this group. All right, like the Swiss this year, I think it might be a good round for them. Come in 15th ranked in the world. Also in the runner for best team nicknames, that would be the Rosso Crociati, which also simply stands for in English, the Red Cross, which, hmm. of course, their cross, Makes sense with Switzerland. Their yeah. cross is white on their flag, but they go by the Red Cross because you get it. Odds yeah. for this tournament, 75 to one 12 time world cup participants their last world cup in 2018 they made the round of 16 also made the round of 16 in 2014 their best world cups 1934 1938 1954 where they made it all the way to the quarterfinals they qualified ahead of italy in their group stage in the qualifying process they played eight matches they won five they draw they drew three and did not lose a single game and had 18 points through qualifying their form by the way, Czech Republic, they beat them in a Nations League game in UEFA 2-1 to back in September. Actually beat Spain in September as well, 2-1, to and then took down Portugal in June in a Nations League game 1-0. to Last team in this group coming in qualifying out of Africa. That would be Cameroon, Le Leon Intomitablas. I'm sure I butchered that. It means the Indomitable Lions, which is also a which fantastic great nickname. Name. Yes. Their odds coming into this World Cup. Oh, sorry. They clock in at 43rd in the world. Odds 210 to 1, so a big long shot. Eight-time World Cup qualifiers. Group stage back in 2014 was their last appearance, and their best World Cup happened to be in 1990, where they made it all the way to the quarterfinals. They qualified ahead of Ivory Coast in their group. Six matches played and 15 points in that. Form for Cameroon got beat by South Korea. Uh, in September, 1-0. Lost to Uzbekistan, who is not in the World Cup, back in September, 2-0. And then took down Burundi in a African Cup of Nations qualifier, 1-0, back in June. Yep. All right, let's go through the schedule a little bit. Uh, so November 24th, that is a... That's Thanksgiving. Yep. That's how that's how dates work. I know, know what day Thanksgiving is. That's Thursday. Uh, <laughs> so if uh, you just are decided, I'm a little sick of watching the football from the American side of things and the Turkey and all that stuff is maybe it's not your day for that or whatever. Get up early, Switzerland, Cameroon, 5 a.m. Al Janoub stadium in Al Wakra in Qatar. That again is a 5 a.m. Kickoff there. Then Brazil V Serbia. That is Lucille iconic stadium. That is in Lucille. That is at 2 p.m. Also on Thanksgiving day, November 28th, Brazil and Switzerland. Square up in Stadium 974 in Doha. I believe Stadium 974 is the one, and I'm not making this up. It's like a, they're saying, they're calling it a portable stadium. It's like shipping containers. Yes, they made it? it out of shipping containers, and they say that they it could at the end of the World Cup be disassembled and shipped somewhere else and rebuilt. That's crazy. Which is wild to me. But anyway, uh, Stadium 974 in Doha, that game is at 11 a.m. Brazil, Switzerland. Actually, before that, Al Janoub Stadium in Al Wakra, that is where Cameroon and Serbia will square up. 
5 a.m. also on November 28th. And then December 2nd, this is the final game in this group, so both games will be at 2 p.m. to kick off at the same time. Cameroon versus Brazil in Lucille. Serbia versus Switzerland, Stadium 974 in Doha. Again, those are both at 2 p.m. Now, let's we, – we, we mentioned Brazil. Brazil's got – all these dudes, Neymar, Tiago Silva, yeah. Casemiro. You, you know the guys. Yeah. Vinicius, uh, who is just, he, a, a, he's, he's going to be a problem. Dude, he's going to be a problem. He's going to be a problem. Yeah. So Tite is their head coach. He's, he's got them ready to go. Let's go ahead and pencil them in as getting one of the two spots out of this group. By the way, their odds to win this group uh, clock in at a minus 220, which are the highest yes. odds for anybody to win the group. Huge favorites to win their group. Switzerland okay. at plus 490, Serbia at plus 600, Cameroon at 17 to 1 to qualify from this group. Brazil clock in at minus 1050, oh which God. is also the highest odds of right. anybody to qualify. Switzerland at second at minus 120, Serbia at plus 120, Cameroon, your long shots at 3 to 1. Yeah. Um, so let's talk briefly about Cameroon because I think this comes down to Switzerland and Serbia. Cameroon, as you mentioned, the last time their their best World Cup was also the last time they made it out of the group stage, 1990. Um, not that that means anything for this group. They do have some talented players. They are a team that can, on their day, like a lot of these teams in the World Cup, right? They can play with anyone. They are certainly not going to be an easy out. But I do think the quality is there between Switzerland and Serbia that it's going to be between those two teams Cameroon probably is the easiest one to eliminate. Brazil is the easiest one to put forward. That's why then the focus goes to Switzerland and Serbia. Now, like I said, Switzerland and Serbia play the final match December 2nd. It's going to be huge. Yeah, it's going to be huge. And you know what's also got a lot of extra drama to this one? Odd because Serbia and Switzerland drew each other at one point in Russia. They played each other as well in the 2018 World Cup. And if you don't remember this, Switzerland has a couple dudes who are very talented, Granit Xhaka and Sheridan Shakiri, who were both you know, instrumental in that game. They helped Switzerland take down Serbia 2-1. to one. They okay. both scored goals. After they scored those goals, each of them celebrated by showing off, I don't know, I don't remember exactly what this looked like, but an Albanian nationalist symbol. Shaka and Shakiri, they are both of Albanian, Kosovoan heritage. Serbia does not recognize Kosovo, and so that is a tense situation. Yep. They have heritage to the Kosovoan people, so they are trying to, when they played Serbia, they rubbed, you know, they basically said, oh, yeah, you don't recognize Kosovo. We're from Kosovo. Screw you. Yeah. That led to FIFA charging both of them with, <laughs> yes, sanctions and saying Good you can't job, do that. FIFA. Well, the point here is this. No one involved in that rivalry has forgotten no. about any oh that. So, what I'm saying is you're telling me that a trip to the knockout rounds and could, some serious longstanding <laughs> political historical feuds, it might, might be an, um, a bloodbath of a right. game. I'm saying that could be one of the most physical yeah. games you'll ever watch of soccer. I could be wrong. Obviously, like I said, Cameroon could possibly throw a wrench into this by being able to get one of these other games where maybe they do something against either Switzerland or Serbia and, Switzerland basically or Serbia has to just like see out a, a a goalless draw and they win and they get into the next round. Whereas the other team may be really going for, it. I don't know. But the point is I can't see a way that Serbia Switzerland is not one of the best or most intense games of the tournament. So if you're looking for intensity, if you're looking for high stakes, if you're looking for two teams that absolutely hate each other for many reasons on and off the field, that's a game to circle and watch. So uh, if I have to predict it, I'm Can we just talk about this Brazilian oh, yeah. team? Yeah, for yeah, a go second. ahead. Let's let's do a little more on Brazil. Sorry. So let's Brazil 
officially released their World Cup roster, and just from top to bottom. I mean, yeah, just read. I know we said we're not going to break down all these rosters, but do you have the roster? Yeah, there? I've, right, I've got go it right in front of me. First of all, they could start either one of their goalies and perhaps be the best goalie in the World Cup. So Allison, who if you're a Liverpool fan, you know him very well. Yeah, Ederson, who also plays for Manchester <laughs> City, is very good. Both those guys are Brazilian. So already, uh, if you want to score a goal against them, which again, they've only allowed five during the entire qualification process, you're going to have to go through them as a last line of defense. Uh, their defenders as well, a little bit on the older side, but you would feel okay because... They're not quite that old, except for Danny Alves, who I believe is like 38 or 39, might have a tough time keeping up with some some very pacey attackers. That's right. Danny Alves knows how to um, work things to his advantage when the yeah. refs aren't looking. Yes, Let's he does. That way. Uh, you also have Danilo and Alexandro, who are very good. Alex Tellis, good left back. Tiago Silva, who has been a long, long time stalwart. Yeah. Uh, back on that defensive line, Marquinhos as well. Eder Militao, who is great for Real Madrid. So that's just their defense. And again, if you're pairing this with their goalkeeping, like that's one of the better defenses in the tournament. That's one of the better but, defenses but, but maybe in the they, tournament. Beamer, maybe they can't score. Yeah, maybe that'll correct. be the issue. Is they're just going to they, play a lot of goalless draws or one nothing games. Maybe that's what they're trying you to know, do. And maybe they also can't control the ball in the midfield. Well, they have Casemiro, who is mm. one of the best central defend, defense <laughs> midfielders. They also have Fabinho, who plays for Liverpool, who is also one of the best the- central defense <laughs> midfielders. They have Fred who uh, is not one of the best central no, defend, defense midfielders. But it's a tradition of having a guy named Fred on every yeah. Brazilian national team that's ever existed, and I love that that's still <laughs> happening. That's great. Lucas Paqueta, who plays for West Ham, is a tremendous player as well. And if you're asking yourself, well, where are the goals going to come from? You're talking Who's about gonna score? central defending midfielders. Um, let me just say, we'll start from bottom to top here. Pedro, very good. Plays from Flamengo in Brazil. Watch out, world, if he gets a chance because he is... Very, very good. One of those guys that probably is going to have a lot of people calling him after this tournament. I mean, they already are, but you know what I mean? His his stock probably rises after this tournament. Uh, Rodrigo from Real Madrid. Yeah, also very good. good. Scoring some big-time goals in Champions League last year. Gabriel Martinelli, who has had a great renaissance for Arsenal, doing very good. Richarlison, who just moved from Everton to Tottenham. You know all these guys from Brazil. All these dudes, if you watch any European soccer at all, you have heard about 90% of Brazil's roster. Rafinha, who plays for Barcelona. Anthony, who plays for Manchester United. Gabriel Jesus, who plays for Arsenal. And then, oh yeah, maybe the two most dangerous attackers in this entire tournament. You have Neymar and Vinny Jr. My God, I I don't I don't know. I, I unless it's uh, like honestly, it's a collapse of epic proportions. Like for sure, pen, pen Sharpie Brazil into the knockout round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, well, like I said, they haven't missed one since 1966, as far as that knockout round goes. Um, I'm disgusted looking at their roster. Honestly. If France called and was like, we'll give you Kylian Mbappe, but you give us one of those two guys at the top back, Brazil might say, now nah, we're good. Yeah, we're all right. That's that's how ridiculous they are. Like, not that Kylian Mbappe sucks. I'm saying every other team in the world would be like, we will take Kylian. Poland would say, we'll take Kylian Mbappe over, over Robert yeah, Lewandowski. Correct. Right? Like, as good as he is, Brazil might say, no, thanks. Yeah. We like we like our pairing. Pass. We're good. We're, but yeah. And that's. Also, Bobby Firmino missing out on this roster, which oh, I thought yeah. was That's, fairly interesting. You can leave him off. <laughs> you can leave a guy like Bobby yeah. Firmino off yeah. who would start for almost any other team or play significant minutes for any <laughs> other team in the World Cup. Good Lord. All right. So, uh, yeah, Brazil through. And I am going to say that Switzerland's the better roster. So I'm going to go against what I think and say Serbia gets through. I say political feuds and I'm saying Serbia gets, they, they come, they do not forget and they, they get payback. 
That's what I think happens against Switzerland. I say the little Swedish meatball, Jerdon Shakiri has himself God, a day. Switzerland is so damn good, though. I know I'm like, Serbia is not as good as Switzerland They play on paper. inside themselves. Both of those teams yeah, do. And, and Switzerland had the whole thing where, um, God, who did they just knock out in the Euros? The, they knocked France out yeah. in the Euros. I mean, like, they're not, obviously they're good, but I'm going to go with Serbia in this one. Go a little upset. All right, and I don't blame you. That's, that's probably the right pick, but all right, there you go. Um, now, Forget everything we said about soccer, and let me tell you, just not related to anything else we've said, mm-hmm. Zatik Italian Village is a place that has plenty of soccer games on. You know, I mean, whatever soccer games may be going on at any given time, you can go there and watch them. They have them on. They love soccer. They love you. They love beer. They have a beer called USA IPA. Again, unrelated to anything. They just decided to do this as you do. And, and because we love, we're a U.S.-based podcast, we talk you know, a lot about things in the United States when we talk about soccer. Um, that's just what Beam and I like to do. Mm-hmm. They decided to make a beer called USA IPA. It is delicious, so tasty, and it has our faces on it. If you get a can, it has our logo on it for Bone and Beam United. has a little thing about us and, and our love for soccer. But then it also is served at Zaftig Italian Village. It is also in stores, if you can find it at uh, perhaps like a Giant Eagle. They have those. Anyway... That is all for you now. What is happening this time of the year? Just randomly soccer related games. to no other thing. So anyway, soccer in Zaftig Italian Village. It's a match made in heaven. Go check them out. Zaftig Italian V on Twitter or Zaftig Italian Village on Instagram. And now forget everything I said about that. And thank you for listening to our World Cup preview 2022 mm-hmm. of Group G? Yes, G. That's right. I forgot what letter we were on. Group G. Uh, find all the other previews wherever you get podcasts. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Bone of Beam United.